Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Drink it in, man. Deep left side carry on, picks up a block, at the five, at the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Drink it in, man. Get up, Stafford throws. It is end zone. Caught. Oh, baby, what a catch. Kenny Galladay, you're a freak. What a catch. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Detroit Kool-Aid, what's going on everybody? It is Friday morning, we are up early after day one of the NFL draft, and we are recording, the Detroit Lions made their selection at number three, we're going to talk all about that, we're going to have some questions, me and Grifko go back and forth, we've got some reaches and some some good picks that other teams made that we'll briefly discuss, and then we'll end the show with uh, some round two and round three targets, some day two um, people to be aware of for the Detroit Lions. So it should be a great show, and you know it's a great show because on the other end here, I've got the one and only Grifka. Grifka, how are you, buddy? Oh, man, a little tired. You know, staying up late watching that draft. It was a (laughs) different experience how that uh, worked out more so than uh, past years. (laughs) It's the exact same as other years. It just was the virtual. The timing and everything was the exact same. I think you're just getting older, buddy. I don't know. I kind kind of miss you know the, all the families on the stages and uh, you know <laughs> Goodell getting the big bear hug or like the guys are trying to squeeze the life out of him and yeah yeah that that's different. But my beef is you're staying up late. Uh, nothing impacted that. You're just you're just old and grumpy. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right, we we got so much to talk about Grifka, and I think we'll tee up the first thing to talk about by playing this so that means we are at pick number three that's the detroit lions there you see bob quinn and matt patricia with the third pick in the 2020 nfl draft the detroit lions select jeff okuda defensive back ohio state grifka i knew you were gonna mail this in i knew this would be your pick i know it's been everybody's pick I was pretty confident we were going to get some type of trade down based on all the rumor innuendo I was hearing across the board. We were not able to trade. I, I let out a big, uh, <laughs> oh, no, I think when it, when it, the pick is in, me and Hughes were on a live Zoom chatting back and forth, and I was just pissed that we couldn't get a trade done. But I, I, I do like the selection, you know, based on who the Lions have had in free agency and what they've done. This is what I would have done also as a general manager. As much as I promoted Derek Brown on our last couple shows, as much as I've talked about a lot of other options and prospects, you know, if I wasn't going to go quarterback, you know, which I would have considered if it was me, 
I think Jeff Okuda is a great football player. He's a pro. He's great off the field, has so many good things working for him that I think it's a really good selection, even though I wanted the trade. What about you? Yeah, I would have liked to trade as well. I mean, I know we had talked about that, but uh, I mean, I was I was happy with the Okuda pick. I can't believe the number of people that you know reading afterwards, like, "Oh, lines blew it again, botched again." I'm, yeah. We had talked about you know Simmons. I, we both really really like that guy, and I thought he's the most versatile athlete that could you know have the high ceiling and you know do the you know play the most multiple positions for the team, but. I mean, Okuda, they really needed that as well. The uh, pass defense did need some help. We realized they got Trufant, you know, signed a couple of safeties, but I still believe um, they needed somebody opposite him. So uh, I was happy with that pick. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I think the only thing that happens is people are a little disappointed because we get all this lead up of all these things that are going to happen, just like the free agency and things rarely happen under the Bob Quinn regime. It's status quo. It's safe. It's, you know, wait and see, you know, hopefully it works type of thing. So I think that's only where that comes from. You know, I don't, I didn't see too many people arguing with the player position, you know, the, the quality of talent of this guy. Um, but yeah, it's, there's always some questions. I mean, you were hearing, you know, we're going to get nine and 20 from Jacksonville or, Hey, you know, the Raiders might, you know, there really wasn't a ton of shakeups there in the beginning. So, I mean, the guy's got to come in and be a really good football player. You know, none of this, oh, you know, cornerback is such a hard spot to learn and give him a couple years. He's got to come in and him, Trufant, Justin Coleman, and those back safeties really got to mold uh, together pretty quickly to make this uh, impactful on the field and a good selection. But like I said, I like it. I know talking with Hughes, he was – he was worried about Derek Brown just being the pick at three. And then, you know, he, he ended up, you know, who would we take, you know, if we were the GM again, I, I took Okuda, you did as well. Um, Hughes went with Justin or Isaiah Simmons, sorry. And uh, Simmons to me is still a great player. I promoted him a ton on the show, but I don't know how you can really go that route based on the current roster. Uh you know, Hughes' thing is he's just too talented and you'd be able to move him all over the field and he can make plays. But, I mean, I had to back off that based on what they currently had done on their team and and looking at what Bob Quinn does sometimes. Like, you look at the corner board right now, I mean, it got picked clean. I mean, there was probably three, four corners that went in round one that I had, did not think would go. So if, if he would have passed on it, you'd be a lot thinner coming around here in round two than I would have thought originally. Yeah, that's um. I kind of started thinking that too, with what they so had you, done, all these for, positions with Simmons, and then ABC. I was watching the draft on ABC, and they showed that one screen of all the different positions that Simmons had played. You know, last year, you know, he was like he lined up at you know you know rush linebacker, he lined up at you know safety, he lined up at cornerback, he did all that. But you look at that, and people are like, oh, look at that, you know, all these positions. But you re- could you really see Simmons lining up at cornerback on really any play in the NFL that's one of those things I'm just like they're not going to line them up and do that and so I I was kind of like I started to you know see what you were saying and I I, I thought they were just going to like shy away from that completely and you know other people are like well obviously the Lions didn't take him he's obviously and he and he fell through all these other teams are like well obviously isn't the slam dunk that everybody says he is it's just like 
well, you can't say that because, you know, obviously teams like the Chargers and the Dolphins, they really needed quarterbacks. And I have no idea what the New York Giants were thinking. But um, that's just because he fell a few spots doesn't mean he's he's not, you know, he couldn't be a great player in the NFL. Yeah. So, so basically, in short, the two first uh, answers here, you pretty much agree. I... <laughs> um, <laughs> we've, uh, like I say, uh, lots to talk about. We'll get into these questions. I, I know I, we haven't run it down totally for the people, but it's kind of crazy. Me and Hughes are in year four now of our dynasty draft where we started four years ago. We could take any player we wanted, uh, started a team from scratch. Every time the Lions are picking, we get to select and it's really fun to look at those teams. Uh, Hughes gives me some grief. He thinks his team is far ahead of mine because he has a couple really good studs. But I think I got some guys that are coming on. So my franchise or dynasty pick for the Lions, my my Lions team was Tua Tungavailoa. So I was able to take the quarterback based on value and not knowing if we'll be picking third again. So I was glad to get him under my belt. Hughes took Jeff Okuda for his franchise team. So really fun to see how those break out. We'll have to maybe break those down one of these times or I'll opt to do a bonus show and give the people four years worth of picks where you don't have to kind of jimmy it into what the lions have you can kind of do what you think is best at the time and like say you look back years later and you're like wow you know I thought that was a great pick and now it hasn't worked out the way you had hoped or, or some that really come through so pretty pretty cool stuff Griffka, I want to talk about um Bob Quinn saying that there were absolutely no firm trade offers whatsoever like this has been confirmed by Shefty, by all these different reporters. I called BS right away because, again, I'm just calling for somebody. Somebody out there in Hollywood, somebody somewhere. There's a documentary on everything else. There's never been an inside doc on the ins and outs of an NFL general manager. And I want to see it because you can't tell me from January, February, or at least if you want to move it up to like when the combine started. There ain't no damn way that from the combine until yesterday that you got no offers whatsoever. None. You had all these discussions, you're on the phone, you're at work, what do they say, 20-some hours a day, and you got no offers. What the hell are you talking about then? <laughs> and why would you not tell the guy on the other line, hey, uh, I've talked to you about eight times now. Um, what's your offer? <laughs> because if if you don't have an offer, there's nothing to talk about. I mean, am I wrong here, Grifka, or does this just seem ridiculous on every level? Yeah, that's one of those, when, when you hear that, like, like you said, it just makes you wonder, what are you talking about? You're just checking what the weather is, what you're doing while you're quarantined? I mean, <laughs> like there's no firm offers. Well, what's a firm offer? I mean, it's just like, well, I'll give you this and this and this, and you give me this and this and this. Is that a firm offer? It's just like, well, what if I was to send you this, or what if you were gonna do this? I mean, and yeah, what are, what are you chatting about? I mean, it's, I, it's, I was very confused by that, and like they made it sound like they were just like, uh, you know, a fourteen-year-old girl waiting by the phone for the phone to ring, you know, as like the you know captain of the football team is gonna call her on Friday night. And like, I see Bob exactly. Quinn just sitting there staring at his phone, ring, ring, give me a trade <laughs> offer. It just seemed seemed very strange. Exactly. Like, uh, I'm not quite for sure. (laughs) Ding. Exactly. Like, what the heck this is? Because, 
I mean, anybody with common sense, we all play either fantasy football or you've all been in negotiation of some sort. You don't just randomly talk for months and months and then wait till the final day and say, oh, well, I had all these discussions, but I didn't get one offer. Like, it just, I think it's just a cop-out and it's sort of like a way to tell people that you didn't get an offer you liked or you waited too long or these other teams bailed on you at the last minute. I don't know. I happen to mention that on probably three, four podcasts. It's it's very frustrating because two people started hammering me on Twitter. Well, you don't have a dance partner. How are you supposed to dance? It's like you ask other people if they'd like to dance. You you go out and dance yourself, and maybe people will join you. You you lower your asking price of who you're asking to dance, and maybe somebody will. I don't know. There's there's lots of ways to get a dance partner, you know. So don't act like oh you just got stood up at the prom. Like you probably were trying to trying to go for the homecoming queen when you were a slug, you know? Like I don't know what else to say other than like let's lower this price and let's get some deals done cuz this is this is ever since he's been here he's never made a deal with a top selection. He's all he does has done is move up in in big rounds, rounds 2 and 3 and 4 or whatever. Like it's it's kind of inexcusable in my mind. But like I say, I'm not I'm not too beat up because I like Jeff Okuda. I think he's a great fit he's a pro he's gonna come in and play i think he's like at least a six plus year quality football player for the team um he's at a position that gets paid crazy dough so there's a lot to like about it but i i definitely call bs on this i didn't get one trade offer in the last five months well then you're doing something wrong man i don't know what to tell you yeah, or like other – you think other GMs are going to be like, well, that's crap. I called you and you, you said no or you didn't really want to talk. I mean, come on. Nobody's right. going to do that. I mean, so, yeah, you're going to throw that out there. Right, but it also just, the other way, it wouldn't kill you just to be like, hey, we had some we had some offers. I didn't think they were good enough or they weren't really – you know, it never got too serious. But to tell people you didn't get one you know, you throw the word firm in there, but basically reports where he got no offers whatsoever after everybody was saying you know, all these discussions. That's what annoys me. Like there's there's at some point somebody said, hey, I'll give you this and this and and you just turned it down or or didn't take it seriously. I, I guarantee it happened. Yeah, I mean, so. I, I realize that happens where you just kind of throw up feelers and see where it's going and it doesn't you know it doesn't turn into like the final hard, you know, like, okay, this is it. Let me know what you think, you know, yeah. give me 10 minutes, you know, you got 10 minutes to let me know what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. That might not have happened, but to say like, you know, nothing came through the pipe at all, I think is total garbage considering unless those were all like fake, you know, was it fake reports coming out? Lions looking to trade down to five, you know, may have this Lions looking to move down. I mean, we right. read all that stuff. I mean, unless, you know, Bob Quinn's just like, yeah, we're looking to move down. Oh, right. oh they're looking to move down. And it's like whatever. So Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's it's one of those things smoke. like I, I just want to see how these talks go because I could see everybody being real coy with people, but I also see them you know, getting to a point where one or the other is like, All right, like are we doing a deal or not? If we're not, then then we don't need to be talking every other day. You know, instead of just well, we had so much discussions and it came down to the wire and then I didn't get the offer and they got the guys they wanted. It's like well, maybe you didn't play your deck right, or maybe you waited too long, or maybe you should have stepped up and been like, hey, hey, Miami, what's the offer? Hey, uh, hey, Raiders, do you want Tua or not? Because the Dolphins are going to take him. Um, so anyway, it, like I say, 
it is what it is. That's for another day. It didn't kill us, but it also we didn't maximize the value, in my opinion. That's sort of what Hughes was bummed about. He's like, he was pretty quiet. And I go, Hughes, we got a good football player at a position of need that's going to be really good for the you know city and part of this team. And he's like, I know. I just you know we wanted that little sugar of the extra pick or the the slight move down, which we didn't get. But you can't let that get in the way of getting a good player at three. I mean, it's the first corner. Since '97, I believe was the stat I saw. Uh, you know, it's the first in the in the top three there, or whatever. So, it's not something that's regularly done again. But he did kind of seem like a special, special type talent on and off the field. Griff, I got this one for you. It kind of leads into what I was just saying. So, you know, I heard a lot of talk this last week, like, oh, the Lions need to do something. Outside the box, you know, they do something sexy. They need to, they need to take a big swing, you know, or they need to do something exciting for the fans. And I was thinking, like, you know me, you hear me on this show talk about outside the box things or talk about like being aggressive and and trying to do some different things in the draft. But just because it's outside the box or it's unique or it's aggressive or it's crazy doesn't make it good. So everybody bangs on Bob Quinn that he's been safe and he's done this and that. Like, safe and predictable, to me, is not a bad selection. And I think that's what you're going to hear from a lot of Lions fans today. Not a lot. I think it would be probably, you know, 65-35, hopefully like 70-30, 70 that are pretty much on board, 30 that are just that group that says, because he didn't trade it, because he didn't take Tua or even a, a Simmons, it's it's a bad selection. When really it's safe, it was predictable, and it's also a good pick. Yeah, it filled a major need on the team. So to say, like, oh, they they should just look forward with two and not one, or they should, you know, like I said, Simmons. I mean, I I, I was all for Simmons. I, I mean, if they would have taken that, if they would have taken him there, I would have been, you know, very happy with that pick. But there was a big hole right there at cornerback, and you know, as we've talked, you know, with AO, we're both happy with him, and he, he kind of showed some stuff last year. But if Okuda's better than AO, I'm I'm okay with that. That doesn't yeah. that doesn't bug me at all, and you know just to like go out there and make a splash, and then what? It, it doesn't work out if Tua, you know, you know they they named off his litany of injuries, you know his ankles and his hip, and you know first people are like oh his hip's fine, hip injuries tend to come back. They're like lower back injuries. They just you know something <laughs> happens, they get twisted, you know funny, you get hit right, and it comes back. It's it's not just like you know okay you broke your your forearm or something like that you know and it, you know those can heal and those can happen but we also we, we've seen it happen with other injuries before where there's ones that nag and there's ones that hurt a little more after a while and the hip is one of those joints where it happens so just because somebody saw a video of him you know throwing some wide receiver twenty yards downfield and like oh great look at him he's awesome well you know it, those things one good hit could you know just kind of bring it back so. I'm, I'm once again fine yeah. with the pick, you know, I mean, you know, everyone's like, oh, Justin mm-hmm. Herbert, you know, Justin Herbert can throw the ball, can make all the plays. Why don't you get him? You know, there's a debate on if he was even the second best quarterback in the draft. So, yeah, I'm but I'm not, I'm not pick. on board. I'm not on board with all your injury worries. Cause I think you're just, you're hearkening back to your boy, Bo Jackson and these other people. Like, you know, not many people have had a big hip injury, but it is 2020. Like all these guys heal up. There's already been doctors say that goods do good till 35. My issue is the guys on 97.1 want to do it because it's a big swing and because it'll sell jerseys and it's, it's bold and exciting. And it's like, if they do love Matt Stafford, which they basically told the world months ago, you know, it doesn't, 
you know, they're not going to do this crazy move just to just to shake up the, the city or something. So you got to start to get off that as well as like, hey, just because a corner is usually not taken high doesn't mean you look past a guy who seems to have everything you look for in a player. And the thing I want you to get your head around, Grifka, is like we have all these arguments about roster building and, hey, let's get him because he's good versus, hey, I want him because he's cheap. Like one thing Bob Quinn has done a great job of is sort of taking – the last couple years at least, he's flipped assets before they just run out on him. I mean, we got a good, what, six, seven plus years out of Darius Slay, flipped him. Somebody else paid him a ton of money. We brought in a 21-year-old corner from a Big Ten powerhouse that can that can run, he can cover, he can hit, he'll tackle. I mean, to me, that's a nice flip of, a, of an older used car into a nice, shiny new one. You know what I mean? And um, Okuda's here for at least four to five years, maybe making four million bucks a year. Your boy Slay, who you were just willing to pay whatever it took because you shook his hand, you, they're paying him $17 million for the next, what, three to four years. I mean, I will take that flip almost any day of the week because I don't think their play is going to be light years apart. I have a quick question for you. Yeah. Will you ever pay a proven asset? Of course. No, really. Of course. We, because everyone we always talk about, you're always more than willing to wet, let them walk because you don't want to pay them whenever. Right. Because you, you'll just go find somebody cheaper and hopefully it's, it's, it's better. It right. just sounds like you never want to pay a proven asset. So it's like, yeah, he's good. I'm not saying, you know, give a guy a crap ton of money when he's 35. You know, that's not what I'm saying at all, but. It yeah, just, but you just, you just like have a lot like let them walk to bring in cheaper, younger guys. You know, somebody who's, who still has to prove something. Yeah, it's not enough because that's, believe, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. No, I'm just I'm just I'm, I'm fighting you on it because you're putting me in a box when like you don't have any good examples of like a twenty mid twenty year old that's an absolute ball player that we let walk that I was like happy with. You're, you use all these examples. Wow, you were happy with Golden Tate. Let's look at Golden Tate, Grifka. He was right at the end of his deal. He was past where most people are good. He hasn't been that good since he left Detroit. So, yes, I was willing to let him walk. You, We let Slade, same difference. Like, you know, the, did you hear me barking up trees saying don't pay Trey Flowers? No, you didn't because he's 26 years old. He's at a premier position. He's, uh, you know, in that prime that you will pay a player. Same with you know, when they paid Matt Stafford, you don't hear me clamoring because that's what quarterbacks go for. Yeah, keep the quarterback around. Pay him whatever the market is. I just don't go with your route, which is like, well, I kind of like him and he's been good, but I'm going to ignore the age. I'm going to ignore the attitude. I'm going to ignore the, the production. All. That's not what I'm saying at all. But you've you wanted to pay everybody. So not that you would be more than willing to let, you know, you know, good players walk you know proven talents walk for right. younger unproved hungry guys as as you say right. so and what's okay. what's what's bitten me like um, my argument against you is you wanted to pay everyone you would have brought in antonio brown for 15 million bucks you would have kept slave for 17 you wanted to give golden tate 12 or on a on a three four-year deal i mean nobody that i've said hey good he's gone we'll get a younger guy has went and balled out and killed us what well, what's your best example like oh you know Diggs had a couple good games in Seattle. I mean, I, I don't okay. know what you would use as an example to say, wow, Oakley let this guy walk for cheap and it, it, it totally backfired. 
Well, who's 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 Diggs' replacement been? That's been the splash guy that's made all these plays. I mean, they went and brought in more safeties this year, and right. um, because either they're not it. happy with Will Harris or Tracy Walker, but they let them go. I was thinking it's like, oh, we've talked about it. Oh, they're going to let Harrison Walker play, but no, they went and signed two more safeties this year, and right. it doesn't sound like, like either. Yeah, we played like eight games without Diggs. He 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 didn't do much. He wouldn't have won us games. We plugged in a young guy, got some snaps, and then we upgraded the position in general by trading for a a productive player for what a fifth rounder. Like instead of paying Diggs eight million, I think that's good business. So anyway, I think that nobody gives credit for flipping the assets, and we and they haven't really been bad moves but also the players that are in there haven't totally shown out but they also have you're not going to get the slack because nothing's come to it on the field yet that's i guess what you would have to say on that so people are going to complain about it simply because you know where the team is at right now so you can say you flipped them for better stuff and draft picks but nothing's really come to fruition on the field so you're right a lot of people are going to complain about it until they see some of those you know all this, you know, the draft picks and all these guys uh-huh. that you brought in instead, you know, you see that stuff pay off. It's apples to oranges, man. Like when we had the guys that we had, we had a veteran type teams under different regime and we won nine games. We still didn't win anything. Now that we've sent those guys away, like you can always point to W's, but you, you also have to use your eyes and see the, yeah, if we don't get rid of Golden Tate, we don't have Tracy Walker, you know, like. Um, would you rather have Golden Tate with one or two years left on his career right now or a young up-and-coming Tracy Walker? Um, well, one's a safety on the defense, so I guess I would take the defense because the defense can't stop anybody. But Tracy Walker was on the defense last year and they didn't stop anybody. So, All right. All right. Well, um, we could go on for that for days. But uh, let's see what else I got here for you. Um like I said, I already kind of hit on Okuda. He's everything I put on Twitter. He's a fills a need pro. Just seems like a great guy from top to bottom, character wise. Um, you got anything else on this this pick? How it went down? Like just general, or I mean, it, it definitely sounds on you're on you're on board. But like I say, it wasn't too hard of a of a night for the Detroit Lions. They picked it three. They picked the player everybody thought they would pick. It, you know, we didn't do anything else. You know, the rest of the draft, which we'll get to after the break, was somewhat interesting. And and I think rounds two, three, four, five is where it's re- really going to know if this was a good draft or if, you know, we, we have some negatives after Okuda, which was pretty much an um, easy slam dunk there in the top three. No, like you said, it seemed pretty easy. The only thing I was kind of waiting for to see if they might slip up and, uh, you know, trade up to get back in the back end of the first round to see if there was somebody there. But it looks like what their what their needs are remaining. A lot of those guys slipped where they wouldn't have to do that. So, um, like you said, we'll talk about that after the break. Yeah, there's so many good players left. It's crazy. So we'll take a quick break, get our sponsor in here. We'll come back, talk about uh, moving forward and what we saw in day one, and then. Uh, Get, get get ready to uh, take in day two of the NFL Draft. We'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, we're back from the break, and uh, Grifsky, i got to hit you with my hits and misses here. I wrote down some names, took a quick glance at the board. Um, let's see if I can uh, if I can read my own writing here. So for my misses in round one for other teams than the Detroit Lions, I had number four, Andrew Thomas. I thought that was a big surprise. I've got, uh, I got Henderson all the way up at number nine. I thought that was too high, even though the pundits put in there. I've got Henry Ruggs being the first receiver off the board at 12. I mean, I know everybody wants the next Tyree kill and loves speed, but I wasn't on board with that. AJ Terrell, I like the player. I would have loved him at 35, not 16. Uh, Arnett, a guy I talked about in the early third round, went 19 overall. I mean, that was a shocker. We've got Rieger, the wide receiver, went 21, I believe, overall to the Eagles. I mean, he was one of my least favorite receivers, to be honest, personally. Brooks, the big linebacker, I mean, this was a second, third-round guy as well, went 27 overall to the Seahawks. I mean, what? get the Grifka soundbite out. I mean, geez, are you kidding me? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> and then we got my guy Igbenogany, that Grifka's one of his favorite names in the draft. I mean, again, a second, mid-second, maybe even third-round type corner with upside goes 30 overall. I mean, gosh, all those shocked me. They're based on value, player, position, team, whatever it is. But, like, at least at least 80 90% of those I'm super happy because all it does is put more – push more players down to the Lions. You got any big misses or big issues before we get to some of the good picks I saw? Um, I'm going to agree with you on the names that you said. I mean, I was just kind of the same <laughs> thing when they went back. I was chatting with a few other people, um, you know, just text back and forth. And when picks were made, it would be like, great pick you know like with a smile or something like that simply because we were just confused that that happened i guess the biggest one the number one on my list was damon arnett right there and i'm just like well there's a third round guy you took in the first round but it's for as much praise good, as, good old raiders yeah, yeah as, as much praise as the raiders got last year on their draft you know Farrell, you know where they took him he you know he won that great but all the rest of their picks panned out so I don't know about this one. This could be another one of those things where they, you know, took a big swing where people, you know, you know, we're the <laughs> smartest man in the room. And this one, he, he could be a decent pro. We talked about that, but this is third, you know, late second, third round talent. And you took him midway in the first round. So Here, here's my thing too, with the draft, like, Arnett could come in the NFL and be a plus corner. He could even be, be in the words of Grifka, good. But, like, even if he's good, it doesn't matter. Like, the draft is all about value, where you get people. I mean, every time somebody's picked, you hear, oh, I heard late in the process he was climbing. 
really? He was climbing into round one because uh, there were lots of other players I would have taken in front of him that went after him in round one or will go in round two at the same position. So, I mean, it's crazy how these teams value the board, but sometimes it doesn't matter if a guy comes in and plays well, if you way overdraft him. I mean, I, I know I told you before, like, hey, if Hawkinson just wins games and puts up decent numbers, I don't care. But, I mean, there are, like, lots of spots where guys try to justify, uh, well, this guy's a pretty good player. Well, you took him two rounds early. Like, you know, you never know if you would just hold your water and wait what you could have got or where you could have got that player because you just fell in love with them or whatever. So, Grifka, before right. I get you to – You see all those other players that are drafted in between – that are good as well. And it's like, well, you could have that guy too. And you could, or you could have that guy and you still would have got that guy at, yeah. at your position in round three or round four, you know, <laughs> something like that. So, like and, said, and my thing is, pieces. Yeah. yeah. And even if you miss, like, again, all these people, well, well, I might miss out on the guy. Well, then you go take the next corner. That's that fits your scheme or that you like, you know, it's not the end of the world. So, Oh, anyway, um, before we get to my my good picks, I thought I'd give you a, a I don't know, probably um, I give you like maybe a minute if you want to brag about winning the uh, predict the pick contest. I mean, you can go ahead. I won that thing as my picks were going on. I'm like, wow, man, I must be doing terrible. And I kind of stopped to look. I stopped looking at. It. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't keep a ton of eyes on it. But uh, Hughes halfway through goes. He was so pissed because you were winning, and I looked at it at the end, and you won. You beat me by, like, 300 points. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just... Yeah, you I, you I dominated. Went off when, Like you said, when some of these surprises started to come up, and I'm like, wow, I'm way off. Like, I never would have thought the Packers were going to take Jordan Love. I mean, that one right there to me is just, like, the biggest... That, you know, besides Damon Arnett, that one was probably the second biggest head-scratcher to me. Because of what Aaron Rodgers whined about under McCarthy and kind of last Hold year. Hold on. Like they did we'll talk about out. Jordan. I got Jordan Love in a whole bucket by himself, so you can do your Aaron Rodgers gimmick. But So everybody out there listening, Grifka won the Predict the Pick contest. But you know why he did? Because it's Grifka. He went chalk in the beginning. He got like the first five or six picks close. After that, n- nothing really to show for it, but... Classic, I should have known Grifka would, would go chalk and win something like that, where I had a whole bunch of crazy picks, went and changed it, you know, based on what I had said the day before on the show. But uh, I did not finish last. I did beat the Big Hughes by a couple points, and then a few other people that we had in there crushed me as well. So I did not fare so well on the random predict the pick. Grifka won. I'm sure he'll hold it over my head for the next five years or so. No, I doubt I'll forget about it come our, uh, our Wednesday show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here here's my good picks, Grifka. I love to pick a two at five. You, you're not high on him. I think the guy's an absolute winner. I think he'll be uh, more than healthy in the league. I think he's going to make, you know, Br- Drew Brees-like throws, lead his team, be a great character player for years to come. Excuse me. I got Jedrick Wills. Number 10 overall was one of my favorite tackles. They already have a right tackle. They got Conklin, but they'll put him over the left side. He's got crazy good feet. He'll be awesome. And Grifka, I don't know if you know this, but he's going to be blocking for a guy. His name's uh, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> just just curious. I mean, do you got any takes you'd like to give the people on, on Baker Mayfield? or? Um, You can just play the drop if you want. Okay, I can do that. 
I'm like, that's Baker Mayfield right there. Baker. Yeah, yeah. I just want to let you know. He sucks, okay? Yeah, there you go. Mark it down. Yeah, mark it down, Grifka. Now he's got two tackles and offensive weapons. Look out for Baker. Uh, he still couldn't hit the broad side of the globe. So uh, He's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the game, except for last year. Um, oh, anyway. except for last year. Yeah, he was, was just. He, he I had, mean, he won. He had all those talented wide receivers. Okay, no he won a Heisman. I don't know if you noticed that. Anyway, we don't want to get yeah, in that argument. Heisman, me... Heisman's a stat thing. Uh, yeah, so Gino Toretta. That's right. Gino Toretta played for the Lions at one point as well, too. So Andre Ware, oh, he had yeah, a bunch yeah. of stats. Griffka, go back and look at Baker's, uh, you know, completion percentage. He's one of the most accurate of all time. So you're, Are you, talking you, to you just, you just make up stuff. I swear about Are players. You, you don't have no idea. Are you talking yeah. college? What does he have? Okay. He has two years in the league. He was good his first year. He sucked last year, and he was good for three years in college. So, I no, mean, I don't think I don't think it's been years. proven that he can't hit the broad side of the barn. You just make this stuff up, I swear. Okay. Yeah, he was so good, good in college that he continued to transfer from school to school until he wound up in a program that just chucks the ball around and plays at the you know the top team in the conference against a bunch of other crappy teams, and he threw up a whole bunch of stats, and all of a sudden this guy's just going to be a stud in the pros. Okay, no problem. But yeah, amazing. Yeah, really hard. I could pass for 300 yards against the University of Kansas. Yeah, amazing that Baker. No, no, you couldn't. Just like the guy on Twitter, Brian Ives or whatever, said that Grifka could throw it better than so and so. I was like, no, he can't. <laughs> I, I've I've seen Grifka throw the knuckleball out of tailgater too. Yeah, like I said, I could still pass for 300 yards on Kansas and like the no defenses at you know. Texas or K State or like no, give me a break. No, so okay, okay. Anyway, I, I shouldn't even brought it up. Uh, the next good pick I had here was CD Lamb with the Cowboys. I thought that was probably that was my wow pick of the a draft. And uh, oh my goodness, what a what a value! What a player! Like look out for that offense. Um, Chase on for LSU at twenty. I thought was good value. Patrick Queen at twenty eight. Perfect player for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know, Clyde Edwards O'Laire going at 32. I mean, the guy's going to be an absolute monster for the Kansas City Chiefs. And like I said, I've got this got this player that went to Green Bay that I want to get to in a second. Do you have any picks, Grifka, that just jumped out at you as great selections that were non-Lions maybe? Or do you want to just agree with mine again? <laughs> no, I don't want to agree with them. Um, but not all of them. I mean, there's a lot of good ones. But um, What about Baker Mason? And uh, Brandon Ayuk, I really like that pick. I think um, he's going to be a good wide receiver. Um, I'm surprised that the Saints took uh, Cesar Ruiz. Sorry, I can't roll the R like you can. But um, <laughs> I think he's going to be a really good player down there for New Orleans as well. So I like that pick. Um, I agree with your chase on one um, right there. And, um, you know, 49ers once again taking uh, Javon Kinlaw. That's another one that uh, another pick I thought fit really, really well. Good stuff. Now, the one I put in a separate bucket, Jordan Love, one of my favorite players in the draft, a guy that I thought was this, you know, basically the third quarterback off the board, a guy that you've been quoted as saying might be the best quarterback when it's all said and done in this draft, which I thought was one of the most half crazy yet bold takes you've ever had on the show. He goes at number 26, traded up for by your beloved Green Bay Packers, Griffco, like this made me laugh. This made me happy. 
this made me a little bit worried because if Jordan loves as good as we think he might be, we might have to deal with another long stint of these cheddar heads having a quarterback. But just the fact that it made smug ass Aaron Rodgers griddle up his teeth and probably break his coffee table made me happy. Yeah. I can just imagine him, uh, you know, like you said, breaking the glass in his coffee table when that pick went down because uh, <laughs> they know they didn't call Aaron Rodgers. Hey, Aaron, who do you think we should take? <laughs> it's almost yeah. they're starting to uh, show him the door. So uh, that's uh, I was pretty happy about that. It just uh, like you said, makes me worry for years to come because, like you stated, I think he you know could be the best quarterback in this draft, and uh, you know he's uh, he, if he's going to be another thorn in the side of the Lions, I'm not going to like that. <laughs> I basically what I said, um, the, I don't know, like, I don't even know what the plan is. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to be pissed. I wouldn't even be surprised if he wants to be traded or something. If he's not traded, he's got four years left on his deal. So I don't understand how the transition plan works. I loved it because to me, it did not help the Packers whatsoever in the near future. Now, smug Packer fan will tell you that they already are heads and shoulders above everybody. So they could take a pick like this. I think it was a mistake There are lots of good players on the board that could have added to their team right now. I mean, and the final point is just, I wrote some friends right away. I said, this is not a green Bay guy, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know if it was you or Logan or some people I talked about that with saying like, there's certain players that go to certain spots and they make sense. And then there's people that go to spots and you're like, yeah, that guy's not a Packer. That guy's not a Miami guy. That guy's not an LA guy. That guy's not, you know, uh, some of these, these spots where you just can't put certain people. And Jordan love falls directly in that category. As the rock used to say uh, in green Bay, like I don't see him in the tundra whatsoever. Just out of curiosity, why? I mean, I, I heard that, but because you didn't, we didn't talk about that before. But he has, he, he seems very blue collar, you know. He, he seems very, um, let's say, I guess, you know, mild mannered. He's, uh, he doesn't have that cocky arrogance, you know, that some quarterbacks have, I guess. So, you know, in, you know, Green Bay being in that Midwestern, they always want to tout how they're like very blue collar. We work hard, blah, blah, blah. So I guess, I, I guess I, I missed your point a little bit on that. Yeah, I mean, the if if you have Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, is Jordan Love hanging out with those guys and just powing around with them? Like it, it's what what doesn't feel like the others? Like Jordan Love doesn't feel like he fits those guys. We went to Green Bay. I mean, do you see him chumming around with the cheeseheads, hanging out in in downtown, grabbing a cold one with the with the people, or being part of of their crew? I sure don't. He seems like a guy I'd have in San Diego or you know, the Los Angeles Rams or Chargers or Vegas Raiders or, you know, a team like that, that was warm weather, throw it around, you know, uh, deal with his inconsistencies. Green Bay is like that titled town, you know, old school football, small town feel. I, it just seems odd to me, but I don't know. I guess you don't buy in, but that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, that's probably the last place I would have liked the guy to go. Not only because of the situation, but because of who he is and, the vibe he gives off to me just seems like a West coast or a, or a Florida or even like a New York big market guy, not a small town, green Bay, green and gold guy. <laughs> green and gold. I like that. But, 
<laughs> we'll see. I mean, it, it bums me out a little bit on some levels because, like I said, I want to root for him, and now it's just like I hope he never plays. And uh, I just don't understand why they why they did that. Now I could see if the smug a hole had like a year or two left, or if he was a couple years older. But it just seems like didn't make much sense. But like I said, made me happy and. We'll see what happens. Grifko, we got to get to our, our pick. Everybody's been waiting. Who the heck are we going to take in these next rounds? That's what they want to hear. Um, as riveting as our arguments about Baker and Jordan Love and other things have been, I got to kick this to you uh, personally because I, I this is where I think you totally run out of steam in rounds two through four. And I know if I give you my targets, which you probably already saw either on Twitter or our Slack chat, you'll just repeat them and call them yours. So I'm curious. We are, we are only three picks away from the Lions selecting the second round. I, I think I know who you're going to say, but, you know, we got to have some targets in these rounds, and I, I don't want you skating out to the old uh, functions in the later rounds because your you're three-by-five card's empty. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Um, <laughs> so, like, what picks are you, are you looking for here, I guess? Are you just looking uh, for, like, what I would do at the top of round two and three, and rounds two and three, since that's Thursday? Or are you looking for, like, the rest of the draft? Are you looking for guys yeah. I'd be targeting? Or Yeah, I just want targets for 35, and then, you know, how are you going to combo meal that plus Okuda plus somebody maybe that would be there in the third round to get people excited? Okay, I gotcha. Um, I'm still looking at defense for the second pick. What, uh, first thing I just wanted to say is, like, it's kind of amazing how, like, running back has seemed to become the most disposable, you know, position on the football field all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. It seems like, you know, I remember as a kid, everybody wanted running backs. Even, like, you know, into my 20s, people were still looking for running backs. But it seems like everybody just lets those things drop no matter what. So there's still a lot of good running backs on the board. But still, I think this team needs defense. So um, the, the guy you've been uh, talking about, uh, Epineza, I really like him. I would. Um, I think he's going to make it to the Lions at at this spot because what Cincinnati, Indianapolis, and what, then Detroit, I believe, is how it uh, how it falls at the top of the second. So, yeah. um, I, I like AJ Epinesa right there. Um, in the third round, I'm I'm still going to go with um. They need offensive line help, and uh, you know I'm going to tout him, yeah, because he's from Michigan. You can bust me on it, but uh, I still like <laughs> Ben Bradenson there. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I'll definitely bust you on it because uh, I think Detroit fans fall in love with just no matter what, or they're out of options, so they're just like get an offensive lineman. That'll that'll fix everything. Grifka, I'm need offensive line. <laughs> it is a need. But it's not really. They they paid a tackle ten million bucks. They got seven guards for two spots. Like, figure it out, Bob Quinn. They all Bob suck. <laughs> they all, suck. <sighs> I mean, all right. A break. Well, let <laughs> me let, let me give the people some more options, Griffka, because I I think you're probably tapped out there. So I'm looking at my round one, you know, and, and my secondary board here, and I got. I mean, I had 24 names out of the 32. I think that came off this board, Griffka, and I got about. It's just got to be forty plus names on here that I still like. But when you're when you're narrowing them down to like immediate targets, I mean, if they want to go edge, you got Epineza, you got Uter Gross Matos, you got Zach Bond. If they want to go running back, which again you did a mock a couple days ago and you ran the card up to the podium for Jonathan Taylor, but now you didn't mention him for some reason. I mean, you got Taylor and uh, Swift. Hey, you got Taylor and Swift. 
st- st- still available. And w- what are the chances uh, you go ahead and take her or them? And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to either of those, to be honest. I mean, I think it's more prudent to wait, but those are obviously great players. Um, you, you continue looking just at other spots on my board, like when they get into that third type round, if they still want to add defense or rush guys if they pass on it maybe for running back you're looking at curtis weaver out of boise state josh uche uche may be gone in the second round i even saw some people saying take him at 35 but i mean that's a little rich for me but see what happens Uh, you can wait it out probably on a bradley and i i mean gosh i'm looking over my board griffco like you want to go into your defensive line ross blacklock neville gallimore you can wait on Leaky Foe too, one of our name favorites at least. I mean, some people are calling for Denzel Mims. I think you should wait on receiver as well. Like I've got, you know, third round possible offenses. DPJ, Akers, Zach Moss running back, you know, like gosh, there's just so many options. And like So who would you take? You just named off, like you said, like forty guys, but I yeah. gave you two guys that I would take. Who would you take? I mean, you just named off 40 guys that you'd be happy with if they got at those positions. Okay, so <laughs> who would you take? Yeah, I'm trying to give the people options, Griffka, rather than just, you know, the, the two names that you, you saw online or whatever. Like, if I got to pick between those two, I mean, <sighs> I mean, it's a hard call for me. Like, I think, you know, I hate it how you kind of copy me when you get close to the draft, but I think, you know, if I, 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 I'm just supposed to go pull these guys that are going to get undrafted and, you know, oh, in the <laughs> second round, I would take, you know, some, you know, you know, defensive back from northern Michigan. I mean, come on. There's no really copying here, per se. I mean, <laughs> we'll see in the later rounds. I, I want to see what you come oh, up I'm with. Gonna think, I'm going to think out of the box here and I'm going to take Brandon Mann in the second round. Like, <laughs> No, but they're they're all the guys I always mentioned on all of our shows when you sat back with your feet up you and now you're calling guys. them out. Because <laughs> yeah, well, you mentioned the same guys. Yeah, because they're the good players that now you're piggybacking. But, I mean, yeah, I'm going to take so – I'm going Eppen- to piggyback the guys. So, like, everybody else that does the same thing, just like – I'm sure if Logan or Eric Schlitz said, well, dude, you're just piggybacking me. <laughs> come on, Logan. Come on, Eric. What are you doing? You're just piggybacking me. I mentioned those guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, Grifka. No, I just do it to you because I know that you just sit back. Hey, Oakry, who's your good players you like? And you take mental notes. And then when I ask you, hey, Grifka, who would you take? You just kind of regurgitate the the guys I mentioned and the same reasons why. But, I mean, it is what it is. I, I'm on to your game. I mean, Epineza is probably the pick at 35 just because he's a first-round talent. He's a position of need. He's a big, nasty beast. I went back and watched him like two days ago. He – Gets after the quarterback. He gets strip fumbles. He punishes you when he hits you. I mean, all those things I like. Just a little worried about his athleticism. Uh, he's a bigger end than Gross Matos, so I like that too. My guy Marlon Davidson. I mean, if they love Derek Brown, I don't know why they wouldn't like Marlon Davidson at 35. Uh, he's more of an edge interior guy and more athletic, so that could be an option. And then in the third round, I mean. If I if I get an end like I'm saying I would here, then in the third round I'm turning to the offensive side of the ball and I'm looking to get, um, you know, if you're gonna make me pick one, I'd I'm probably it all depends who's there, but I mean I'd probably turn to receiver because those are more there's more longevity, but I'd also be 
apt to go for like Cam Akers if he's on the board. Zach Moss, if he's there, I'd probably try to wait it out a little bit longer, but I don't know that he'll make it to round four. So that'd be my combo meals. I'd get Okuda, Epineza, and either DPJ or Cam Akers. Okay. So I Mark I think it's going to be hard to, or you could flip it. You know, give me give me Okuda, DeAndre Swift, and uh, and then since I'm passed on the end, you can go get Curtis Weaver round three. I'd love that combo meal too. Sign me up for a super size of that because that'd be sweet. So lots of ways to go. I mean, this is my whole thing is that there's. Everybody acts like after 17 or 13 or whatever number they make up, there's no good players. And I got 50 people on my board that I feel fit the team and that could fill needs. So just work the board, Bob Quinn, and get it done. Griffco, we went like an hour because you're that you'll never get. Yeah, we went almost an hour here. You're arguing with me about dumb crap, and we're carrying on about nothing. We just were supposed to pop on, do a quick show, and tell the people we'll be back. Uh, be back later this weekend to talk more because we we got six freaking rounds left. You can't you can't be arguing with me about everything. I mean, geez. Well, it is Friday morning. <laughs> so, but like I said, I, I'm excited about the Kuda pick. You know, there are obviously other ways you could go. I would like to trade down. The also the top of the second round is usually a big time for trades. So people think, oh dang, we didn't trade. We just stat and picked. Like it would not. You know, would not be mad in the least if they traded out a 35, went back a ways, got an extra pick, and or if they take, we obviously named off a lot of good players that are there. So, Bob Quinn, just take some of these names that we mentioned. Don't don't pull some rabbit out of your hat. Keep filling needs, and hopefully everything will come together when when we get to play football again. So, lots lots we covered, lots of back and forth, Grifka. You got anything else for the people? Uh, nope. <laughs> uh, another great Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Thank you guys for listening. Um, recording a little bit different setup today. Want to be able to move around and, and look at the boards. Uh, Want to give Grifka some of my names to watch. He 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 did what he does. You, you people are on to him just like I am. But another fun Kool-Aid cast will uh, – See what they do here. Day two is actually my favorite day, probably of the draft. Uh, you know, rounds two and three is where you make your money. That's where the contracts are cheap. The talent is good. And you can really make some hay. So we'll see what the Detroit Lions do. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back talking more Lions and more NFL draft over the weekend into next week. Thank you so much. Take care. We're out. Drink it in, man.